0: Englisch,
1: Englisch.
0: Englisch. English. English. English.
1: Yeah. mal. English. Englisch. Jetzt machen wir mal auf Englisch. <laughs> Did you get that? I'm so- also ich verstehe nur Bahnhof. You only understand Train Station? It's all Greek to me.
0: Understanding Train Station. Living between cultures with Josh and Phelan.
1: Welcome back to a new episode of Understanding Train Station. Welcome. I'm Felix. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'm Josh. And I feel like we're a little out of practice right now. Oh, for sure. Because we've it's taken kind a of a break for the holidays, but now we're actually both back here in Munich.
1: Yeah, this is this is an episode of first because this yeah. is First of all, it's the first episode we're recording in the new year. It's yeah. 2021 right now, so happy new year, everyone.
2: Happy new year.
3: <laughs>
1: Frohes neues Jahr. Then it's the first episode we're recording since you moved to Munich. Yeah. So you now live in Munich and that's where we are right now. Mm-hmm. So you can also tell that we're in a different setting.
2: Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, then you're definitely seeing a different setting than, yes. than you do. Maybe it looks a little more professional.
1: <laughs> and then I think I was going to say something else too, but now I, I, I forget. I thought there was like something else that's like a first. But, well, t- two firsts, yeah, and, then, and then we're also like kind of like a Cincinnati reunion right now yeah. because we also have a guest today, and our guest is Daniel, who is a German who also lives in Cincinnati, so thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, Thank welcome. you for
2: having me. <laughs> yeah, we're excited to have you here for sure.
1: Yeah. And I can and-
2: say for me, it's kind of like nice to see familiar faces since I just moved here and it, it makes the transition smoother
3: too, yeah. so.
1: Daniel just said the same thing, that yeah. it's weird to like see me in Munich, because mm-hmm. Just to, like, introduce you a little bit, and you're going to introduce yourself in a Mm -hmm. little bit, too, but you're from Munich originally, too, and you also live in Cincinnati, so, like... We have the same background, kind of, a little bit at least. Yeah. So you're visiting family over the holidays and so am I, and now we're yep. meeting
0: up <laughs> Munich,
1: and it's just it's weird, because we obviously, we met in Cincinnati.
0: Exactly, and yeah. it always kind of feels like a parallel universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're in the different country and you're just, hey, I know you from somewhere else. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. Yeah, this is like the
1: Munich universe, this is my home universe. Exactly. I know other people are here that aren't supposed to like yes. be in this universe. Yeah.
2: And for me, it's kind of like weird the other way around, too, because like, you guys for me belong in Cincinnati, exactly. even though you're from Munich. Yeah. So it's like, it just doesn't make sense in my mind. Like, it, like it's not weird to see you guys, but it's just like, not I don't know. weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, but that's the same for me. Like, both yeah. of you belong to Cincinnati. I, mean, yep. I, I had never met up with uh, Daniel in, in Munich before. Yep. I okay. don't even know, like, when did we meet?
0: Uh, German school. When we were okay, so it's there. been like
1: a little bit over a year, so I guess yeah. we didn't even have the chance to ever no, meet up in Munich. No, not yeah. at all. Oh, yeah. So
2: <laughs> that's crazy, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like we see each other both here in Munich and in Cincinnati. Yeah, so we've, it's not yeah. we've as
1: met in up in, in Germany before, like yeah. once in Hamburg, even. Yeah, when, when I lived in Hamburg mm-hmm. for a few months, then we've met up in Munich yeah. last year in 2019, so yeah. true. But, um, okay, well. I guess, introduce yourself a little bit. What's yeah, your story? So we already know you live in Cincinnati, but what do you do there? How did you get there? What's your What's your background?
2: Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, how much time you got? Because <laughs> it's a long
3: story. <laughs> I have to say, our, our <laughs>
2: listeners love long podcasts. Yeah. Oh, really? Say, Talk for three hours <laughs> oh, and listen. That's you, get, you, you got the right guy. guy and you, you, and and you already
1: guy. know that we're going to like... I mean, if you want to, you can give us like a short summary and then we can dig deeper into the yeah. different oh, perfect. topics Yeah, I'll do to. that.
0: That sounds great. Yeah, so hello everybody. <laughs> um, my name is Daniel and I am originally from Munich. I live at the completely other sen- end of the city than Feli does. Um, so that's also probably- Did it take big, you like an hour to get here? Uh, 40 minutes actually. Um, okay. So like the subway was like on point. I only had to uh, switch once. So uh, <laughs> I, I was that's here good. pretty quickly, which was nice. Um, I live at the very east of Munich and um, a little bit about myself. I first came to the United States as an exchange student in high school. And i that was in 2015, 2016. And I loved it. And I actually went to a high school very, very close to the University of Cincinnati, Lakota East High School. Go Thunderhawks. And I was there for a year. Uh, I played football there and I wrestled there. I was a big sports guy all the way through high school and middle school. And I actually ended up um, getting a football scholarship to another university in the United States to come back. Um, that, however, did not work out at all, and on a whim, I was like, hey, I'm going to transfer to the University of Cincinnati, yeah. because I knew where that was, and I had mm-hmm. a pretty good academic scholarship there, um, gave up my full ride, uh, went to UC. So
1: what was the other university that you were at first?
0: Um, it's called Trinity University. Is that in Chicago? That's or... in yeah. Chicago, yeah. Um, so I had a full-ride scholarship there, it was just really did not work out um, with who I am, it's, uh, it's a Christian school, and if you know me, Ooh. I'm uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you're all about that, that's cool, but it's yeah, not me. It just yeah. didn't work for you. did not work for me. And, uh, yeah, so I transferred to the University of Cincinnati, and uh, I've really just... I don't know, I went from a sports nut to really just a nerd.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, which that's is, so funny, because that's how I I, yeah. mean, I, I, I I wouldn't say that you're a nerd, but I don't know you as like this football kind of guy oh, at all. I was, I was oh, so, yeah, because there's a very big specific, football guy
2: like, archetype
0: of like football people. Yeah, like, right. Meet, like, what are, what are they called? meatheads? Yeah, like, no, that was totally me in yeah, high school, though. And that's not
3: how I know you either. <laughs> no,
0: not at all. But um, I kind of found a purpose in something else, uh, which is great. And I feel like I found purpose in something even more meaningful, than sports. You know, sports helped me get where I am, yeah. To get to where I am today. Yeah. But um, the stuff I'm doing now, it's just a lot of activism work, and um, I enjoy that way more yeah. <laughs> on That's a awesome. deeper level. But uh, yeah, I study economics and data analytics with a minor in math um, at UC. So you have lots of free time. Uh, I have plenty of free time. Oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it's great. I love it.
1: <laughs> and you're also pretty involved in, as you, you kind of already... Yeah um already said that but you're involved in university and like outside of university too so yeah and,
0: and remind us what what year are you in i'm currently a junior okay yeah
1: so you're you're a lot younger than us yeah. <laughs> we talked about that yesterday <laughs>
0: yep yep i certainly don't look like it but i'm only 21 yeah. but um the but yeah so you're really involved in kind of the
2: university like world as yes well. organization I,
0: I, I am and i'm gonna Give myself, uh, give my organization a quick plug yeah, here. Yeah, do it, do <laughs> it. Um, I, I just founded an uh, organization at UC and we help uh, small businesses in Cincinnati uh, especially historically marginalized small businesses with uh, data analytics consulting on a pro bono basis Very cool. so if you're interested and you're watching this what's it called? it's uh, NEO it's okay. NEO consulting or NEO initiative and you should check out uh, com. that's awesome that's, that's really cool yeah. yeah
1: we'll put it in the info box below yeah, or definitely. in the podcast but, description <laughs> But
0: I mean especially well, but, I think it's really cool like
2: foreigners like That's a really cool organization that you founded and like the fact that you're really wanting to integrate yourself into Cincinnati Mm -hmm. and be a part of the business community and helping, helping out the city, even though you're not from there, I think is something that's really cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
1: So, I mean, let's maybe talk about the whole... Um, U.S. Um, affinity first, and yeah. then talk about mm-hmm. the sports stuff mm-hmm. later, because I think those are a little bit like two different things. Maybe not. Maybe they're closely connected for you, but um, you said that you went to the U.S. on a high school exchange in high school, so I'm assuming it was tenth grade, because that's usually the uh, after
0: tenth grade. So it, it was, was, I was. I spent my first junior year, so to say, in the United States, and then I had to go back to Germany and repeat my junior year there.
1: That would have been 11th grade? 11th grade, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And did you do G8 in, in yes. Germany? Okay. Yes, yes. So then it was like...
2: Remind our listeners. So Yeah, remind our
1: listeners.
2: G- G-
1: that's like uh, uh-huh. super complicated, but in Germany we have those three different school types, and mm-hmm. I think yeah. eventually we're going to talk about this a little bit more in detail, yeah. um, but Gymnasium is the highest one, and First of all, education is not centralized in Germany, so like each of our 16 states has a different education system yeah, in a way. And in Bavaria, the Gymnasium used to last 9 years, so from mm-hmm. from 5th to uh 13th grade. Yeah. And then they changed it to only uh, to like ending after 12th wow. grade, and then now they changed it back to So
2: G8 <laughs> is then
1: means gymnasium eight, eight years. Eight years. So which that is, means, the, is
0: that the 13 years?
1: No, that's the 12 years. Okay, cool. and then, Did you have G9? No, I had G8. Okay, yeah. yeah,
0: okay. No, it sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, now they changed it back to G9, which is weird because now they're like, instead of just going back to the previous curriculum that they had 10 years ago, yeah. they're now doing like, pretty much redoing the whole curriculum and spending mm-hmm. like all this money on new textbooks. But from what I've heard, it's still not very good. Yeah. Like, they're still not taking enough time to doing it properly. Yeah. Anyways, going back to that, <laughs> you did it in 11th grade. Yes. And so, um, I know that you, like, always had this big love for the U.S. Oh, I just sure. know because we talked about it before. Yeah. So, where did this come from? Yeah. What's, like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: has that always been there? Or was it, like, it? you you found that love after you went to the U.S. for the first
0: time? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great question. I believe it wasn't always there. So... Ever since I was little, there's always been this fascination with uh, different cultures, with Mm -hmm. living in different spaces, with getting to know different people from different backgrounds. That's something that I've always been really passionate about. And um, I started playing football when I was about, I think I was 13 or 14, and I really just got immersed Mm -hmm. in the World of Super Bowls and uh, (laughs) football and. There's nothing more American than. No. Yeah, so
1: we're talking about American football. Yeah, American football. Yeah,
0: (laughs) and um, I loved. I, I I mean just like any German kid I played soccer for like eight years (laughs) it was always like it was meh you know it was cool it was alright but I didn't really like it and uh, then I played football for the first time I was like ooh this is it like because like I can be it's gonna sound a little bit weird but like I can be violent fast and all that stuff like Mm on the field like this is cool it was totally my Mm -hmm. thing and I play linebacker so I was just clocking people (laughs) left and right and I had the time of my life Yeah, that's why a lot of people get involved in football oh for sure it's amazing which
1: club did
0: you play for uh, so at first it was a fikkitchen lions super small uh, club at sort of the edge of eastern mm-hmm. of the east of Munich um a lot of really uh, famous players actually started playing there actually oh, really? one one ended up playing in the NFL for the wow. Baltimore Ravens What's his name? um Chris Izella okay. What's his I mean name?
1: not that I would know but maybe maybe <laughs> yeah, the yeah. audience knows
0: <laughs> Yeah yeah for sure and uh, a lot of the paths in that community really cross and I ended up playing for the in the German my, my last uh, year in Germany when I was a senior in high school I played uh for the German football league for the Ingolstadt Dukes so that was is that like the professional league here yeah in Germany? That's, mm-hmm. okay. uh, that's um well semi-professional that's so why I, to say. I, I did quote exactly. you <laughs> you, professional is there even really a professional like full no, professional that's like league? the highest right yeah, it's the okay. highest yeah. yeah and um it was crazy like I was playing with uh with a dude who uh Made it all the way. Like he played for the Steelers oh, for wow. a little bit. Like I was standing next to him on the field. That is pretty insane Damn. to be thinking yeah. about. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Like that dude was like six foot three, and I was like,
3: "Hi there." <laughs> how, tall, <laughs> Hi, how tall are you?
0: I'm five foot nine, so okay, I was yeah. definitely undersized uh, at the position. I mean, almost for any position. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: uh, so <laughs> made it pretty far. Though. Yeah,
0: exactly. And um, no, it's it's not about the height. It no. really is not. Um...
1: But, but so, wait, you, you always drove to Ingolstadt from Munich? Because that, that's like a... How, how much is that? Two hour of a drive? Or? Uh, it's,
0: it's not that bad. It's like an hour, an hour and a half. Okay. So what we did, and it was actually really insane. So I was dedicated to... And that, that's also... I'm going to loop back into your question from earlier. Right. Um Came back from my exchange year in the United States, and I was playing varsity football there, and Mm -hmm. I loved it. Like, it was my jam, like, having practice every day, all that stuff, and I was, like, I was a football player. Like, that was my identity. (laughs) It's a big culture. Oh, it's a big culture, and it was my identity, and I was, like, I want this in college. Like, I loved every single part of it, the competition, the game day, everything from practice, the weight room, just being with Mm -hmm. the guys and all that stuff. It was great. And I was dedicated. I'm gonna get a scholarship to play football mm-hmm. in the United mm-hmm. States. And um, it was It's obviously not easy at all as an international student. And secondly, being undersized at five foot nine, college colleges in the first place are already like, eh, even if yeah. he's good, he's only five foot nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it's an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle for sure. And uh, then I was like really for me to elevate my game to the next step to I, I played uh, I was a captain of the all-state team here so mm-hmm. I had d- I'd done that which was great um, and then I was like the step I need to take to elevate my game is to play in the GFL mm-hmm. the highest level possible here. so how
1: do you get into that do you have to like apply or like they scout you or
0: uh, they scout you so um, their defensive coordinator reached out to me okay. and was like you should do this mm-hmm. I feel like you got the grit to do it and um i was like i i, I was i didn't start and that wasn't my goal because pretty soon after starting there I actually got my offer in the u.s so i was like mm-hmm. oh i'm gonna take a step back and i only want to play special teams and yeah. then right
1: because you said that was your senior year exactly So like did you sorry this is just a little like question yeah. between did you get paid your senior year mm-hmm. for playing football
0: mm. fun fact uh, that was actually one of the biggest things um no and okay. um it would have made me ineligible to play college football, really, oh. would have happened. So, oh, interesting. So, uh, NCAA, uh, NAIA, um, all these rules are pretty strict yeah. when it comes to paying. And that's why I'm, when you said professional, I was like, semi-professional, <laughs> because <laughs> that's exactly the wording that they use. Okay. Um, yeah. So,
1: they don't pay anyone then? or They
0: do. They- so, uh, they have uh, so-called, they call them imports, yeah. and they uh, pay U.S. players, really good U.S. players right. to come over play football. There's lots, there's lots of them.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. there's lots of them on YouTube. Like there's yeah, uh, Connor there's Sullivan. Nelf, yeah, Connor Sullivan. Um, I
0: know you St. talked St. to. Uh, so my last game was against hall Unicorns, yeah. and mm-hmm. I know you uh, talked to their linebacker a yeah. while back. Um, actually, played well. I was on defense. He was on defense, but I played a game, played against him in my last game in Germany oh, ever. So I <laughs> yeah, so they import. Uh, American yes. yeah yeah and they pay play. them and it's uh basically a contract okay uh, so it's yeah it's it's I mean it's amazing for the yeah. Americans because they get to play in like Italy Spain yeah. Germany wherever mm-hmm. they want which is pretty dope yeah but and um like
1: you did you get any other kind of compensation or mm, no? not
0: at all Just for me experience yeah for okay. me the compensation was the experience mm-hmm. and uh the coaching right not like the knowledge from the coaching staff and um just in Ingolstadt, but yeah, it, it was like a one-hour drive, but it was all centralized. So there were shuttles. I didn't have to drive myself. Yeah, okay. okay. Because all the players back then from Ingolstadt were coming from like Nuremberg, Munich, oh, wow. uh, all these different places. They didn't places. have their <laughs> own players? <laughs> <laughs> no, not in Ingolstadt, because that's how it works in yeah. the GFL, because you need to recruit talent yeah. from all over your state. Right. And that is really hard, because mm-hmm. um, in the US, you have the privilege to play high school football yeah. right at your high school. Like yeah, yeah. you have like a five minute walk to your practice field maybe, but it was really crazy. Cause I was studying for the Abitur. Yeah.
1: And, which um, is the, the big final exam in Germany. Yeah. Like yeah. A high school diploma. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And, um, my GPA was really important to me. Um, and, I would be getting home at like 1am in the morning from practice and then have to get up at, uh, what was it? I think 7am in the morning again for school. So it was Damn. Like I said, times. you're a man with
2: a lot of free time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> plenty. <laughs> but kind of taking a step back, cause we've gotten into sports now. I want to, yeah. I want to hear more about like when you first got to the U S like, so the first time that you mm-hmm. went was for your exchange year, right? Mm-hmm. And what, at that point you speak amazing English now. So like at that point, how was your English? What was that experience like for you? Cause I mean, Cincinnati, Lakota East is first of all, a huge school. Yeah. So that's a huge adjustment. Like, I don't know how many people were in the school. Do you remember? Oh my God. The
0: graduating class was like a thousand. Yeah. Like, so, damn. It's, it's a, my it's,
1: gymnasium I think had like around a thousand
0: people. In total. Oh. Yeah.
1: Maybe, yeah. Or maybe I'm wrong, but I think we had, like... But it's also
2: fifth grade through... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. So that's obviously an adjustment. But, yeah, tell us kind of some more about that experience for you, because I don't think we've talked with anyone on this
0: podcast so far that actually did a high school exchange no. here. I had a very sick accent when I first came. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. No, I had a very, very thick accent when I first came. Um, but one of the things that I've always been... I love... Uh, doing accents and dialects and all that stuff. So I actually had a pretty easy time, Mm -hmm. um, doing like getting adjusted to the way Ohioans speak. If that makes sense. Um, I'm really good. I I have a knack at languages. I love languages and, um, I can do any other sort of, uh, (laughs) if you want, but no, um, that was Italian, right? (laughs) Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, (laughs) no, but it, it was, uh, it was definitely an adjustment, but I had already been in my mindset. So, I should also mention I got a scholarship to go over there. Oh, okay. So um, that was a really selective scholarship too because um, my family back then didn't have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And for me, the only way to do that is to get a scholarship that pays for the entire exchange year. Because I think, I mean... Tell the people how much,
2: like, those exchanges cost. They're like um, thousands and thousands, like $10,000. Yeah, yeah like,
0: hours. now it's like
2: 12000 yeah. Really? S- yeah. But
1: even though it's a public high school?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And oh, the I thing is, that, host, <laughs> host families don't get paid either. So yeah. it's just the company for yeah. organizing everything yeah. that yeah. gets that money. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So,
1: like, then the host family gets, like, a stipend or something. No. Right? No, they don't. No, they don't, they don't get, get anything. anything. No, okay. Yeah.
0: Wow. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, know I only know that because my family hosted me. Right. Exactly. It, yeah. And um, that family hosted me out of the good of their heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was their 13th exchange student. Like, <laughs> wow. But I was also their last one. So that I think speaks to my... <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: shit.
0: <laughs> they, they, they knew that they wouldn't be able to <laughs> right. reach that level again. <laughs> no, but it was... Uh, so you got it, the scholarship. I got the scholarship, awesome. yeah. Because, Wait, but um, was
1: this like a football-related scholarship no, too? Okay, it was... Just,
0: um, Um, it was called a creative and academic scholarship. So it was, uh, one, it was grades and two was like the creativity that I put in. I actually recorded this video. So I'm going to show it to you someday, but (laughs) it's like me with this really heavy, thick German accent. And I made this video about me. Getting that scholarship as a hypothetical, making it all the way to the NFL and playing football and winning the Super Bowl only because of their scholarship. And I was like, I was 15 years old and they loved that video. Yeah, that's super creative You
2: you were on that path too there for a while until you went to Trinity. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah, no, for sure.
0: (laughs) True, but... um, No hate against Trinity though. (laughs) Oh, no, no, yeah, but it was really, really crazy uh, the way things worked out back then because... um, I did that application with the video. Mm-hmm. They were like, we loved it. And then they invited me to back then. I was in Bonn, which is a city very close to Cologne where their headquarters are. <clears throat> and they said, Hey, uh, we loved your video and or your application. We're going to invite you to the final round mm-hmm. um, with five other people in it. And you know, 15, 14 years old, no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, And, um, but I was in there and I already had it in my mind. So like, I'm going to crush this. Yeah. And then I remember sitting there and I remember one girl being late and I was like,
3: yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> now it's only against four exactly and I, I was like like no it was like head-to-head competition yeah. and i was like nobody's taking this from me like i have been i had worked too hard mm-hmm. for this and um sure enough uh, they I, I i got it and i was like i was like just struck because i was like i would have never thought i'd get that yeah. far Yeah,
1: that's awesome. That's
0: and awesome. um yeah no and then i when i actually went to lakota east and I'm, as you may be able to tell, I'm a pretty extroverted person. And <laughs> no, I'm a people I no person, idea. right? <laughs> people person. And when I went to Lakota East in this really big high school, um, it was great for me. It was a yeah. perfect environment. Mm-hmm. And um, since in my mindset, I was already so American, mm-hmm. it, it was the smoothest transition you could possibly imagine. And all of a sudden, like... As an exchange student you're everybody knows you you're yeah. sort of like a rock star yeah, you're like there. a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. and oh, I was the like Germans Yeah, like dead ass. And I was like <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> yeah.
2: So you say that in your mindset that you were really American mm-hmm. but even before going. What does that mean for you? What mm. what is very American or what in, at that point did you think was, oh, I do this so I'm very American?
0: You know, um that's a great question. I I feel like it's hard to put Yeah. A tangible explanation to this, but I'm gonna try. I think, and I've had this conversation many times, it's because of, um, the, the culture, the U.S. culture, values certain things more than the German culture. And mm-hmm. this is why I think I fit better into the U.S. culture. So, for example, I would consider myself as entrepreneurial. Yeah. This is definitely valued in Germany, but I think it's really valued mm-hmm. in the United States, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. There are certain traits that I have that I think just fit better into the U.S. culture mm-hmm. than they do in the German culture. Mm-hmm. But... um so your entrepreneur, entrepreneur it's Harvard.
2: Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> entrepreneurial spirit. You, you've yeah. been in
1: Germany for a while. Like we, we all have. We like the before we <laughs> before we started this episode, we were like, okay, none of us can be able to speak uh, English, English properly. <laughs> um, but actually, it's, it's going better than, yeah. than expected. Um, but so, yeah, so that's one of them. Then probably the extrovert thing could yeah. be a thing too. A I believe bit. so too. Like yeah, just like socializing, mm-hmm. being open to yeah. Like, like talking to yeah, people I guess yeah. making new friends yeah. those kind of things
0: yeah I believe so it's um, just something that I fit in very well mm-hmm. it was just like I was on the same wavelength as my friends there and, yeah. uh, soon enough I also um, back when I was in high school there at Lakota East I uh, first met my now best friend and we've been best friends for awesome. five years you know him Sam right yeah I think we met him at your birthday party exactly Sam yeah like he's my best friend and we met in English class okay. there <laughs> at Lakota East and uh, every like we became friends, and then I sort of had somebody right. as a friend, yeah. and mm-hmm. it was like an
1: anchor. Yep. Yeah,
0: exactly, mm-hmm. like an anchor. And he introduced me to a lot of his friends. We all became like one big friend group, mm-hmm. and it was just like yeah. I had this very strong social yeah. connection there, yeah. and yeah. that made it extremely hard to go back to Germany. Oh, I like, bet. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. Was
1: he a football player too? <laughs> no, or is he? he? Okay. Uh,
0: he he was not. Um, yeah, I think that's one thing that we've said in
2: this podcast as well as finding that anchor when mm. you're abroad is really important to really yeah. keep you grounded and also just like help you yeah. adjust yeah. and start at least with one person who's really kind of
1: like a key person yeah like, someone uh-huh. who who yeah. like shows you certain things who explains yeah. certain things yeah. to you like Super introduces important. them to their friends yeah
0: and I feel like that is I also see that a lot with um, being involved in the international community at the University of Cincinnati I feel like it is I admire the introverts that manage to do that. You know, come to a different country as an introvert, I bet, is already really challenging and then trying to find a new friend group that's insane. And um, I believe, like, that's just some of the advice I would have for people that may find themselves in a situation like that that, and that may be introverts, is... um, As stupid as it may sound, but stuff that really helps me is write down your interests and then also join the Facebook groups Mm -hmm. that pertain to these interests. That's
1: something that I tell people too, even in Germany, like there's usually (laughs) Facebook groups for different interests, for like hobbies, or even just like, you know, groups of people who are new to the city or in this case, like new Mm -hmm. to the university or something like that. There's like people that you'll be able to connect with and that's (laughs) that's a very good point to start with. Yeah.
2: And just getting involved with new hobbies to try new things out. There's so much at
1: American universities, like some people. From Europe might not even be like used to this or aware of this. Like not there is like a club for every Everything. single. Everything and
0: if there's just... not, you can found one. Yeah, <laughs> the
1: like there's a Harry Potter club. I think at U C. Yeah, it there's be...
0: uh, there's a lettuce eating club. <laughs> 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 yes, and they just eat heads of lettuce. But then I have no. to say,
1: <laughs> no. Oh my god. I
0: have to <laughs> say on the flip side though,
2: outside of college, then I feel like Germany excels in yep. the club in the club realm where there's lots of mm-hmm. social. Clubs that you can get involved with to meet new people. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the college, I think, in in college life, I feel like the U.S. probably wins. But when it comes to post college and adult life. Yep. Then yeah. And I definitely think that German yep. Germany yeah. definitely succeeds there. I, I I've, I've talked totally to that,
1: um, like um I've talked about that. <laughs> my my brain is also tired. Yeah. It's like kind of early for me. But um I've talked about that with my friend Katie too mm-hmm. because people ask me like how do you find new friends especially like in Germany when you're an adult? Like when you're just yeah. you have a job and you go over for your job and like you know there's people there but they already have their families, yeah. but they're older, like they're settled in life, they yeah. have their friend groups. How do you connect Mm -hmm. with people and that's really a challenge in um pretty much everywhere in germany too just because like people are not as easy to approach but Mm -hmm. at least you have those like as you said like those soccer clubs like those free time singing clubs like choirs
0: Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah. I, i totally agree with this and i've thought about this so much and you've hit the nail on the head because I believe it's almost even unfair to people in the U.S. who don't go to college. Mm-hmm. It's also a big marketing pull yeah. for the colleges to, hey, hey, you get a social life with this. Right. Yeah. Like, that's big reason. I mean, so, little tangent, a lot of my research focuses on education inequality. Mm-hmm. And this is something I look at a lot. So, how unfair it actually is that colleges leverage the whole social life mm-hmm. and therefore... Higher education in the U.S. is very unfair. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a big factor that I think is very problematic. But um, I, 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 th- I I love the idea of, uh, you know, just reaching out. And even if you're older as an adult, like, I want to... My dream is to move either uh, out to the West Coast or to Denver mm-hmm. after okay. graduation. Because uh, I'm a big uh, mountaineering and outdoors yeah. climbing nut.
1: Which is also a club that you were in at UC, exactly. right? Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> That's, like, one of my... Um, One of your main hobbies, right? Main hobbies is just trying to spend time outside, uh, being dirtbag on the road, so to say. (laughs) No, but um, my plan for that is, uh, and I've already thought about this, if I were to move to Denver right after graduation, I would be there almost alone. There's one friend that lives there, but I believe what I will do there is just join Facebook groups, climbing groups, all that stuff. And that way you can get involved. And it's all about you being creative on how to find the right yeah. friend yeah, group. Yeah,
1: you have to be proactive about it too. Exactly. I think that's proactive. what it comes down to is yeah. you
0: have to be proactive. It doesn't just yeah. happen passively.
1: Yeah. 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 The good thing though is that most Americans are a little bit more open to mm-hmm. then like once you do reach out to them to then like actually connect with you. Yeah. Whereas in Germany it might be a little mm-hmm. bit harder than like even if you are part of a club or something yeah. those people might not be willing mm-hmm. to like become close friends mm-hmm. with you as quickly as Americans yeah, yeah. would be.
2: Mm-hmm. And Corona throws a whole other oh, thing
1: for sure. in the goodness. mix. Absolutely. I mean for me
2: here like that's going to be difficult at first.
1: Good thing for you that you already know some people at least. Exactly. Like, I yeah. have some
2: friends that I can spend time with and then hopefully meet some of their friends. So like that I'm I'm definitely ahead of the game there. But mm-hmm. if you're coming to Germany right now in oh, sure. mm-hmm. lockdown, you're not going to be able to go to any of those clubs nope. yeah, and meet new people nope. yeah.
1: right so, now I mean everything's close right now even like restaurants yeah. so. no,
0: everything <laughs> literally be... other than just essential food stores and all that stuff yeah. yeah
1: so that will be a very tough time for so if anyone's listening or watching right now who is in that situation this is going to be a tough one and if you make it through it props to you and it yeah. can only get better from here on
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah you just have to go in mentally prepared 2021 for sure. <laughs> <All this hope. laughs> so yeah you were obviously really involved in sports and lots of of hobbies and i'm sure that's something that also at american high school is, is very present um, so i'm sure that was something that also made your experience something that was really cool because you're not
0: as used to that from germany right mm-hmm. uh for sure so in germany i was only i was i did always did club sports because we don't really have school sports in right. germany um i also was involved in the school choir which was like the only thing yeah. I was ever involved with. Uh, in Germany? In Germany, okay. yeah. Okay. But in the U.S., like, it was a whole different <laughs> animal. Like, holy shit. <laughs> it was crazy. Like, they, I mean, just, so it was a big school, granted. Yeah. So they even had more than the usual, but Robotics Club, like, yeah. HOSA, all the, like, that's what, Sam, uh, that's what Sam was involved in. It was like some medical uh, okay. stuff. Okay. science stuff. I don't know. Um, like, all these, like, business thingies mm-hmm. and uh, Speech Club and was it, I don't even know there's, this. Have uh, mock- you heard of mock trials? Yes,
2: yes, yeah. yes. Do so you know it. what mock
0: trial
1: is? And I know, like I know what a mock trial is. Yeah. but so like that's all they do. Like the it's club a, just like <laughs> basically does mock trials and stuff. Yeah, so and, like, well, essentially the and and there's stuff.
2: a competition. So <laughs> okay. what you get, I think, at the beginning of the the season, essentially, yeah. you play against other. You're, you yeah, you play against other mm-hmm. schools, but essentially, yeah. you get a case. Yeah. Yep. And you have to present the case in yeah. front of court, in front of a judge. So then you work with your team to kind of come up with the uh,
0: the, the prosecution yeah. and the defense. Yeah. It's like how cool is that? Like, yeah, I, yeah, that's pretty. Awesome. I feel like that doesn't that's exist in Germany, right? A big thing lacking here in Germany right. because in Germany school is school and that's it. Like I always dreaded going to school in Germany. Mm-hmm. Loved going to school in the United States mm-hmm. because you have, like, sort of a family, you have a school spirit. I can also see, however, how that can be a disadvantage. If you're somebody who doesn't fit into yeah. that mm-hmm. whole realm, it feels like it can really push you down and put you at a disadvantage. If mm-hmm. you're somebody who's sort of maybe going through I an mean, extreme situation, like an identity crisis, doesn't yeah. know, like, just doesn't fit in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which, I
1: mean, a lot of teenagers go yeah. through that, so...
0: Exactly, exactly. So I can also see, and I was, I am all This is coming from a super privileged standpoint because uh, I was a football player, yeah. You know, this is something different than I, my experience was vastly different from somebody who might have been a writer, a writer, or in chess club or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Right. Um, yeah. you were just, like
1: the, the star of the school,
0: exactly. Yeah. And it's, I'm all this is coming from a vastly, and at first, I did, I took me a while to actually realize that because if I was like, US school is great for everyone, but yeah. mm-hmm. that is not the fact, so mm-hmm. there's always um positives and negatives to every situation for me personally it was positives Mm -hmm. that's why i think not to become too philosophical but that's what you should try to do in your life trying to find the way that works best for you Mm -hmm. because that is the only way that you're gonna you know excel i think if you gotta look at what's best for you and not yeah. Uh,
1: but so would you say that like those cliches, those stereotypes that just, many Germans have mm-hmm. of US high school life, that that's true, that there's like the football like guys and those like, are like the, the kings mm-hmm. of, the, of the high school and they kind of like get to decide how the school works, like how the social hierarchy works. And like in a lot of like shows and movies, especially mm-hmm. recently, football guys are also oftentimes portrayed as like, you know, the jerks. Mm-hmm. There's also a bullies. lot of like bullies, yeah. like rape stuff yeah. even involved yeah. in that too. And then of course you have like the cheerleaders who are the cool girls mm-hmm. and then like yeah. all these other cliques. Is that pretty much how you perceived it too or how how you experienced it too?
0: Um let me answer that in two parts where yeah. one, yes it is clicky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Certainly is clicky. So football I always hung out with my football guys during lunch. The cheerleaders hung out with the cheerleaders during lunch, all that mm-hmm. stuff. I would not that hierarchy that is portrayed though is in my opinion, and I can only say that, you know, from one data point, from one high school, but from my point of view, from my experience, that is over exaggerated. Mm -hmm. Like Hollywood, Hollywood, you know, does that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... There's I, definitely
2: some truth yeah. to it, though. Oh, I mean, at least in my experience. But, yeah. like, I also know a lot of the football guys at my high school were really involved in social projects. Yeah. And, like... That's great. Really yeah. Inv- yeah, and really involved in helping people,
0: and we're always making an effort to yeah. bring people
2: into the fold had, rather than exclude them. We had
0: quadruplets who all got admitted into Yale at uh, in our on our football team. Yeah. So there um, were four brothers oh, wow. that all got <laughs> admitted into Yale. It was, like huge news like they're awesome they're great people but there's also certainly we had jocks on our team Mm -hmm. just um but it's just like a very i mean that's how our football team was over a hundred people like it was over a hundred people on that team is that normal No, it was just... It's a pretty big football team. It's a pretty big football team. See, I
1: don't know anything about that stuff, so I have to ask. You also
0: have to understand, too,
2: I assume you're just talking about the football team in general, including (laughs) JV. Including JV. So JV is junior varsity. so not including freshmen. Okay. (laughs) Oftentimes in bigger schools, you'll have a varsity team which is the quote-unquote best team uh-huh. then the junior varsity team which is a tier down yep. and then you sometimes even have a freshman team which yep. only which freshmen can play on yeah okay so then the varsity teams from schools will play against each other the junior varsity will play Got against it. each other okay. and so on and so forth yeah. so then it makes sense that exactly. if you had a hundred exactly. plus people mm-hmm. yeah so um well, where was I? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I, I honestly don't remember. That.
2: I think we were just essentially talking oh, yeah, about, about the clicks and stuff. Yeah, the yeah the clicks is yeah. it essentially is it like in the movies? No,
1: no. I mean that's yeah. that's kind of yeah. what I expected to. But the yeah. the thing is why I'm asking this is that a lot of the things that I knew from movies growing up in Germany, I thought okay, this is totally exa- exaggerated. As you said, mm-hmm. that's Hollywood. But then I went to the U.S. and a lot of it really wasn't exaggerated yeah. at all. Some and I it, was yeah. surprised by that. That. Wow, some of these things are really like just like in the movies, or even worse, like more extreme as in the movies.
0: For me, like that whole (laughs) frat party thing was one of the things where, like, hey, this is real.
1: That's that's what I was like. Wait, people are actually doing keg stands. Yeah, what?
0: (laughs) And I was like, I remember being. at a frat party for the first time and I was just visiting I wasn't in college and I was Mm -hmm. like holy shit like this is whoa (laughs) yeah (laughs) that That is the way it
2: is (laughs) what what can I say to that (laughs) that's not necessarily my scene but it's definitely something that takes place
1: that does happen yeah so um do we want to talk a little bit more about the high school experience I was going to
2: say maybe moving on from that Mm and unless did you have anything else Mm -hmm. from your high school experience that you wanted to add not at all Okay, but yeah, kind of moving on from that, then you come back to Germany and have to repeat a school year, right? No. Mm. Yeah. And then you said that it was a really hard move for mm-hmm. you. So what, were you constantly thinking, how do I get back to the US? How do yes. I get back to the US? Yes. That would it have been hard.
0: Extremely emotionally, it was insane. Like, just imagine being ripped away from your. Like, I was thriving in the US, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I have found. I was living my identity. Yeah. And then I just You're get ripped out of this again yeah. and get put back into this place where. I'm not living my identity anymore. It's Mm -hmm. just, it felt like I was forced to go back to something that I did not want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, my, it was just a lot of anger, sadness, frustration, and all that channeled into just my dedication to get back to the US. And um, without that, I would not have made it back to college because, Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, my family does not have a lot of money and uh, I'm responsible for mostly doing it. I do get support from my dad, but I'm mm-hmm. responsible for mostly doing this myself. Right. And um that's something that I've always cared about though because I want this to be my own achievement if yes. that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely makes sense. And my my dad really helps me out, but um yeah it was it was extremely hard to go back to Germany. So
1: did you have like a bunch of reverse culture shocks? That's my yes. first question. And my second question is before I forget. <laughs> was it tough for your environment too? Because I like, that's how I think it was a little bit for me when I first came back after just like one exchange semester it was mm-hmm. a different experience that you had, but I came back and I kind of felt the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think a lot of people around me here in Munich understood. Yep. And they kind of felt offended by it too, yep. that I wasn't happy anymore. So those are my two <laughs> yeah, questions.
0: Yeah, uh, First of all, reverse culture shock. Yeah. Hell yes. So it was really <laughs> bad because I, all of a sudden I found myself waking up again and not, going to that family atmosphere that I had in high school in the US Mm -hmm. and it was Oberstufe at that point um, going into the 11th grade so 11th and 12th grade in Germany are like a very special because you're getting prepared for the Abitur for the final exam and it's really tough. Yeah
1: and your grades count towards that too. Your
0: grades Mm -hmm. count uh, count towards uh, your final GPA exactly and it was extremely tough because Uh, The the only thing, the only constant I really had was football, Mm -hmm. and I found myself staying up until 3 a.m. a lot and... Watching football games? uh, No, like, chatting with my friends. Oh, I see. Because of the time difference. But it was extremely hard, and yes, so there was also coming back, trying to reintegrate into Mm -hmm. this sort of environment. was a lot of friction with family, for Mm. one, especially with my mom, because um, that was something... She didn't understand me yeah. sort of moving on from who I was and being somebody a little different. Mm-hmm. And um, I also found, I knew immediately the friends that I'm going to stay friends with. I knew that before I went in the US. And mm-hmm. uh, sure enough, that was true. And yeah. um, with my friends, it wasn't too bad. And I was also still really like a vote. I, I was very, very involved in the football community. Mm-hmm. That was sort of my way to. Uh, Stay sane. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. this
1: little American world within yeah. within the German world.
0: It, exactly, and uh, it was it was really really um, it was really hard, and especially with family. Though there was a lot of friction, especially mm. with my parents, because not so much with my dad, but very much with my mom, I think. Um, but I mean, it all worked out, and um, it funny enough now they're it's cool. Like, yeah, I've accepted I feel like. I was just like, this was my first, going to high school, it was sort of my first experience with something different. It, yeah. it was sort of like going back between these extremes. Yeah. And now as I'm uh, getting older in college and all that, it's kind of like starting to... Yes. It's kind of uh, developing into your identity calibrate. and figuring out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've experienced the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like at
1: first it was really different f- or difficult for me to kind of combine these two universes, like yeah. the, the American me, if you will, mm-hmm. and like the German me and like my German world and American world yep. and like mm-hmm. kind of like, Connect them in my mind, yeah. but also like in, in real in in real uh, life, like yeah. my American friends had no clue what it was like in Germany yeah. and the other way around, yeah. and like it was hard for people to really understand me fully. And like I sometimes said that like you or like some other friends of mine who are like have the same experience mm-hmm. with Germany and the U.S. Those were the only people who could fully get me because yeah. they knew those both sides of myself. Um, mm-hmm. But like over time, it's gotten a lot easier. Like at, in in the beginning, I really felt like there was this big division, and mm-hmm. as you said, over time now I like whenever I go back to Germany back in the day I, I would go come to Germany and I'd be like oh my god everything's so small here now I don't even notice that anymore yeah. like mm-hmm. I've just gotten used to the differences yeah. and it's it's not a big deal for me anymore. And I think
2: interestingly like it it gets easier for you but I also feel like it gets easier for the people around you too mm-hmm. because yeah. you become more confident in yourself and yeah. who you are
0: and then right. therefore they can adjust. You don't define yourself by like your external circumstances anymore yeah. and more from like your internal identity and yeah. that's something that needs to develop. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's also something that you know is a progress and you got to know that it, that that is a progress a work yeah, a, a working. Yeah, it's a work in progress. A work yeah. in yeah. progress. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you're not. You're never gonna be perfect. You're never gonna, you know, satisfy anyone. So. Mm-hmm. So
2: you probably, or what it sounds like, is that that period back here in Germany was definitely a, a growing process for you. And uh, prepared yeah. you maybe for going back to the U.S.
0: As much as it was hard, um, I think it's a growing. It's it's a lesson now mm-hmm. more than anything because I should have just. Um, I was trying to over-define myself mm-hmm. as the American. Mm-hmm. yeah, And um, I feel like I should have just, like, stick more to who, what I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. what I care about, what my values are, what my principles are, <clears throat> rather than trying to portray something about a, about, like, a, country or something like yeah. that like yeah. i was um like i would always wear so- always something like star spangled banner related, <laughs> like that so i'm like dude if you'd see me <laughs> camo cargo shorts and no. like a, an american eagle no, I, was, like a- <laughs> I was i was wearing camo stuff like i had a redneck face i'm not oh, gonna God. lie dude like it was no yeah i've i've um like i said it was a lot of extremes uh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> and um yeah no but it's it, it's a work in progress for sure. <laughs>
1: So then you finally made it and you, mm-hmm. you went to the US for college and your main goal probably still was like play, playing football, yeah. playing for the NFL eventually and then that didn't work out just because you, you as you said you didn't really fit in and mm-hmm. so that to me sounds like a really big disappointment like you kind of worked towards that goal for like two years back yeah. in Germany and then you finally made it and then you realized wow this this doesn't feel like me again, mm-hmm. right? So. Yeah. So what was that for you then? And then how did you transition to, even though that didn't work out, you still apparently wanted to stay in the U.S. Like it wasn't just about football. It was also about the country in a way, right? So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes,
0: I would love to. So um, first of all, let me clarify. When I tell this story, it's a story of hardship and I'm not trying to put this into there's this word that i really like it's called struggle porn mm-hmm. sort of like when <laughs> yeah. people are just like oh his struggle is amazing yeah. and all that. i'm not trying to do that uh-huh. but it is a story of a lot of struggle and hardship so stick with me on that <laughs> but um yes yeah, so i can't i got there and immediately so there was one other german dude that played football there and he was already like oh like they're really strict about their christian stuff and all that and mm-hmm. this is not who i am with my values at all mm-hmm. and then i got there and i already had this like I had this gut feeling that it wasn't going to be right. And I got there and Mm -hmm. it was even worse than I thought. Okay. So uh, I'm not going to go into details because I already mentioned the name of the school, but um, I knew that I needed to get away from there as soon as possible. And that decision was crazy because, you know, there was, I was faced with three decisions, basically one stay there at that university. And I knew I was going to hate it. And I, would not enjoy my time and especially it was a four-year degree four years is a long time and thinking that i would still be there right now i no. Mm -hmm. um two go back home to germany i was like hell no Mm. (laughs) hell no three so already by the process of elimination that was the only option i was left i had gotten a really good academic partial scholarship at the university of cincinnati
1: so uh, you, just in case you apply to other schools as well. Yeah.
0: yeah, I applied to other schools and I was like, hey, you know, why not? I know the University of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I did like a college tour there. It's a mm-hmm. big school, great research university. Why not? You know, I, I can do it. Uh, like, I'm just going to put in an application. I wasn't really, because I knew I wasn't good enough for D1 football. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go the academic route because I was pretty good academically. And um, got a really good partial scholarship there. And mind you, at that point, I was already at that school at Trinity for a week doing training camp so mm-hmm. school hasn't even started yet and school was going to start there in two weeks and i sent my admissions officer from uc that i was like you know what nice it was nice getting to know you but i am choosing another school above uc and mm-hmm. she was like great and bam done yeah but uh back then i remember you know i'm still gonna th- send her like a big thank you note because never burn bridges mm-hmm. big principal and i sent her an email and i was like I want to transfer as soon as possible. And the problem was, mind you, that I was really, for me, finances were the biggest issue. Mm -hmm. Because I could not afford anything close to international tuition at UC. And um, she sent me transfer scholarships also, especially if international students are tiny. If you want to be well-funded, you need to come in as a freshman, as a first year, as a first time going in. And so I was like, damn, like. What do I do? Like it was so how, crazy. How much is international tuition or intuition? <laughs> <laughs> international tuition at UC? It's double of in-state tuition, which is uh, so it's uh, twenty-four thousand per year, and then on top of that you have international student fee, student yeah. health insurance, uh, living, all that yeah. stuff, and it adds up really Definitely. quickly to like thirty to forty k. Yeah, and mind you, I had no savings at yeah. that point. Uh, well you, no one <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at your age yeah no and I was I was like uh, you know my my yeah. family wasn't prepared yeah. for any of that yeah, yeah. and so I was faced with uh, I, I sent my admissions officer from UC an email and I was like, hey I want to transfer as soon as possible and sure enough, we actually are really really good friends now and awesome. um, she sent me back an email and how she told me she was just on she was just getting ready to leave for a trip for a mm-hmm. week somewhere in the middle of nowhere where she didn't have internet. And she was like, Daniel, your scholarship is still available to come in as a first year. Oh, wow. That's huge. Two weeks before classes start, mind you, as an international student. Yeah. With my visa already being for the other university.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Because it's like the student visa is directly connected to the university. Yeah. Yeah, Because the university is your sponsor. Sponsor. Exactly.
0: Wow. And um, she was like, your scholarship is still available. And I was like, at that point, it was all like, I knew it was a risk, but... Do you ever get that feeling, like, for example, if you're jumping across a really big ledge, but you don't have a choice, so you give it all, yeah. and, like, mm. just jump and just don't think just about make it? make it happen. That's what my mindset was like. Mm-hmm. And, um, so back then, then I was in a situation where, one, if it doesn't work out, I still want to be in good standing with the football team with Trinity. Right. So I was doing full training camp, giving it mm-hmm. my all, and I was actually skipping, um dinner, in order to be able to work on uh, dinner and lunch sometimes, yeah. to be able to work on my visa stuff. Which you normally uh, would have
2: to eat with the team. Exactly,
0: yeah. but I was able to just, uh, they only really checked breakfast. Yeah. They did attendance at breakfast and not really at lunch and dinner. So I would just, I bought, like, cheese and, like, <laughs> bread and just would yeah. eat that, like, in between. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh, and I would just work on this stuff. And my roommate was already like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm gonna tell you soon, probably. <laughs> 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 and, uh, I was uh, it was crazy, and then I heard back, and I was working with the like leadership of UC International because it was so close. Mm-hmm. This whole thing, and just to the listeners of viewers who may not know this, transferring a visa is a really big deal, <laughs> and it's with a lot of paperwork. It's connected to a lot of paperwork, and um, then uh, we we're doing all this stuff, and I still had to figure things out. So one, my host family from high school agreed to let me stay there for another year. Oh. Ooh, nice. So um, and then I decided to go to UC Blue Ash, which is a branch okay. campus So yeah. I deferred my application to Lindner College of Business went to UC Blue Ash because it's cheaper exactly. But that still
1: counted as like going in as, as a freshman then. exactly okay, exactly
0: cool. so it was extremely strategic this whole yeah. thing and then um, it was really crazy because also to backtrack that a little bit I was working on my application and then I get an email at 6 a.m. from the head of UC International, we can't admit you because you got into the country too early. So visa regulations say that you can, as an F1 student, you can come into the country only 30 days before your classes start. And UC classes started earlier than the Trinity classes. So I had come in the country too early.
1: Wait, other way around, uh, Other way right?
0: around. Sorry, yes. Yeah, other Trinity way, classes okay. started earlier yes, than UC. Yeah, exactly, okay, okay. exactly. So I'd come in the country too early. Yeah, and, um, I was like, what? Like, this is, like, <laughs> Gosh. I'm not, because of this technicality, I'm, yeah, it was insane. Like, I was just, like, I was emotional the entire time, like, sobbing with my parents on the phone. It yeah. was crazy. So, okay, you, what did you do? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, we Great found, health. we found, uh, we found a, they're like, and now the ads.
1: <laughs> Cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, no, we found, uh, I met with, the international person at Trinity. Uh First time I met her, I'm like, I'm transferring. (laughs)
1: Nice to you, but I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly I was, but she was super nice, and we actually ended up finding a loophole. So putting me into the SEVA system and then transferring that over to the University of Cincinnati... Don't ask me the technicality. Okay, yeah. interesting. It just worked. My and first I was,
1: thought was that you would have had to le- leave the country again yeah. and then re I was getting ready like to
0: uh, go into Canada yeah. for a bit mm-hmm. because Chicago is not too far from yeah. Canada. So uh, my host mom actually agreed to pick me up back from Chicago. And we made, like, our plan was to go to Canada, mm-hmm. stay there for a little bit. Your we host mom movies. from Cincinnati? Yeah. yeah.
2: That's awesome. Yeah,
0: Fly. like, we are... Uh, Close. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh... She was also one who drove me to Chicago exactly. in the first place. Yeah, Cincinnati but, to Chicago, that's like a four and a half hour yeah, drive. Five hour, yeah, five hour. Five hours. Yep, something yeah. like that. And uh, But then it all worked, and I was a UC student, and I was like, holy shit. And I was wow. on the drive back. I was moving out of my dorm, and my I was feeling so many mixed emotions, but most of all, it was just optimism and joy, yeah. because I'd already had this gut feeling that it wasn't going to work out, and now I knew... I was at a big research university. Yeah. Like, academics are super important to yeah. me. I was at a big university. Mm-hmm. I am a very social person, and being at a university where there are, like, 50,000 students is perfect for me. Yeah. The perfect yeah. environment. I was I was able to go to school with Sam, who's my best friend. Oh, yeah. he went there? T- okay, he, yeah. He goes I there, mean, too. I mean, yeah, we met him, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, uh, like, so many people already knew there because of Lakota yeah. East. Right, because many I was people like,
1: do stay in Cincinnati. Yeah, very much it, so. yeah.
0: And I was like, holy shit, like, all these opportunities opened up. Like, it... originally at Trinity, they only had one business major. And now I could study like all these different things. I was like, hell yes. How many majors are there uh, at
1: Lindner? Uh,
0: Just business majors or... um, Oh yeah, it's undergrad. Oh my God, it's like 13 or 14. Wow. There there are a lot. (laughs) Finance, operations, management. (laughs) And you're studying basically all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Only two. (laughs) With a minor and another one, right?
2: Math. Oh, math. That's that's not in the business
0: school. (laughs) Yeah, but um, it was really crazy. But what ensued then... I knew, well, the good thing was the hardest part was over. Mm -hmm. The hardest theoretical, the part that I couldn't influence was over. And from there on out, it was all about me. So that was a really good thing to know because, um, so I had to work five jobs my first year. Like it was insane taking a Mm full-time course load, trying to get involved on campus too, because I knew that's how scholarships come in. Mm -hmm. Because my goal was I need to become fully funded. Yeah. And so, so you
1: weren't in the beginning. Yeah. So, how, do you want to say how much you had to pay out, out of pocket? Yeah, it
0: was um, my first semester. I had to pay. Oh, let me do the math. I think it was seven thousand or six thousand for and the that first was, semester. So that was semester. only
1: half of the tuition then, right? Or how much? Or, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because you said like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Is it's, it's uh, UC Blue Ash's tuition is way lower than. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, but it's also the international student or out of state surcharge yeah. is really high. It's like four thousand. And so,
1: that's not even the full tuition. So, to Germans, yeah. that's mind-blowing. Yeah. Just alone, like, that yeah. number yeah. for one semester is insane. Yeah.
0: And then uh, my dad helped me out, like, big time. Mm-hmm. Without him, I wouldn't have been able to make that move. Mm-hmm. And he gave up. Like, he was like, like, I will never forget this. My dad just said, like, oh, I don't need a new car now. Aww. Like, that's stuff like that, you parents. know? <laughs> and exactly. And it's stuff like that that was just, like, like, it was just this dedication that was yeah. almost not even human anymore. Because I was like, this is not about me. This is not just about me. This Mm -hmm. is about other people too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people that were supporting you and you didn't want to let
2: them down too. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And so it was extremely, extremely hard, but, uh, it taught me so much. Yeah. Like dead ass, like no book can teach you that type of stuff. It's crazy. For sure. And, um, doing all this stuff and then, sophomore year I got a really good scholarship only had to pay a little amount and now I'm okay, fully great. funded so that's like awesome. That's awesome. congratulations it, yeah. thank you <laughs> I mean, that's huge It's uh, it was a crazy 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 time but uh I don't know like I'm in hindsight I'm really glad I got to make this experience like it usually is with Things yeah. like that. But in the moment, you're just like, fuck yeah. this. So I think
2: um, it's pretty clear that your long-term plan is to come back to Germany. Um,
1: Wait. <laughs> I was like, oh. you, you said it so seriously. <laughs> I <was> like, oh. <laughs> Did, I was Do like, you know something I don't? I like, like, oh.
2: So obviously that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you do want to stay
0: in the US long-term, right? Um, yes, I believe so. However, so I'm pretty like... My past experience have shown me that being strategic about things is really great. Yeah. And that way you can minimize your, I don't want to say work, but like your discomfort at certain things. Yeah. What I, where I'm trying to get at with this is, the yes, is great, but like we already talked about, it is amazing for young people who are in college. And mm-hmm. um, so my goal right now is I definitely want to use my OPT, which is the time you get, and I'm in a STEM degree too. So I get three years of work outside of an H-1B visa right after graduation. So
1: basically you're still gonna be on your student visa and you just need to find like an employer. Exactly. So
0: my goal is, um, so I want to get a foot into consulting. Okay. That's what I want to do. And my goal is to just work for three years, just do those three works and then take it from there. Mm -hmm. Because as great as the U.S. has been to me and as great as it is, as much as I love the culture, I am, especially after the happenings of the summer, I'm doubtful that I want to raise a family in that country. It is, um, I am very passionate about social justice. And what happened this summer was a was an eye-opener. You know, all the George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, um, you know, this country is awesome. Its people are awesome. But there's just so much, and I'm not generalizing, but... The racism that is there that we don't have here in Germany to that extent, for example. And as an international student, you see that. The racism, some of the close-mindedness and all that. And not everyone is like that, but there is a substantial amount of that in the United States.
3: Yeah, the and division, too. The
0: division, yeah. all that stuff. And I am not at a point yet, being 21 years old, still being a junior in college, where I can say that I'm going to stay in the U.S. So I have a couple of Plan Bs, yeah. Cs, and yeah, Ds. It's uh, One is Canada. That is super great because I feel like it's just in the U.S. with a good healthcare. system. Right?
1: <laughs> very similar culture. Exactly. They're just, like, even nicer because, like, Midwesterners yeah. are, are known to be very yeah. nice and op- open people. Yeah. But Canadians, yeah. the stereotype <laughs> is very level. true. They're, like, really, really, really friendly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. So I've kind of, like, um, this seems a little crazy, but I've, like, really narrowed down my... Uh, I want to move to a, Vancouver. I was gonna maybe. Say, he probably has the house in Vancouver <laughs> already planned out. No, but like it's it's perfect because of the outdoors community yeah. to me doing yeah, that. lot Columbia's of Columbia is great. British Columbia is awesome and uh, tempered weather and all that stuff, but not to digress. I have a couple of plan ABCDs yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, one of my, m- the term goal is also to uh, get a foot into a uh, nonprofit mm-hmm. work. So there's this, um, company that I really love that I might be doing a research project with next year or maybe over the summer, if I don't get a good internship or I don't know if if they can do like an internship, I don't know. Uh, We will see, but uh, they do microfinance all over the world. So Ah, like a lot of my, I'm not a U.S. citizen. I'm only a German citizen, so I can't do stuff like Peace Corps, Mm -hmm. but stuff like that would be something I would love to do. Just living in a country that is not, westernized yeah is something that i need to experience for myself i believe but like and one of the things that i'm really i don't want to you know the criticism that a lot of the mission trips get where they're just like ah, oh, cool selfie here yeah. and they it's just performative and i want to go way past that mm-hmm. so uh, that's i want to do like grassroots driven community yeah work and empowerment and Maybe I'll get to do that. that I don't know. That's a plan, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just, there's some, many people are scared to graduate college, and I get that Mm -hmm. from somebody who has grown up in the U.S. because all the social thing is just like this, bam, over. over. Yeah, Yeah. it's a big transition. Yeah, I'm going to ask you if you're maybe scared about that. Just think about all the opportunities that do open up. Right <laughs> after you graduate college. Like you making, able- <laughs> yeah, making money is good. Yeah, making money's great. <laughs> and uh it's just you can move wherever you want and yeah. you can always find if you're proactive, you can find a community for yourself, you know. Yeah. Yeah. True. No, for sure.
2: I think interestingly though, in the US oftentimes people don't feel the freedom to do that mm-hmm. because they come out of college with so much debt. Yeah. True. That they have a pressure of, oh shoot, now I have to pay all of this back. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah that puts some constraints on what you really can
0: realistically do Mm -hmm. out of college.
1: Yeah. So did you take any loans? No, that was
0: always my number one because I was like, if I study in the U S it's going to be without loans Yeah. and it's going to be, um, you know, scholarships and all that stuff because I'm giving up world class education here in Germany that I could have studied at a great university here in Munich, um, for free, for for free. Yeah. And why would I do that? like, You know, I've done, I've made decisions like going to the US to study there has seemed to so many, it seems like an irrational decision, but I know from deep down it's not because it's the intangible things that make it worth it. Mm -hmm. But there is a point where I'm like, it's not worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Like if I had to pay like $40,000 a year for an undergrad, no. Because I could have always just. Done like a masters at a really good university right the and then like yeah. a lot of the like, like masters are funded yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's
1: but that's the same thing like it is in a way an irrational decision even no. for me like when i went over like there were like there was a time for me when i went, was in the u.s on like um a volunteer visa like a tourist mm-hmm. visa it's the same category and i didn't make any money i wasn't allowed to make any money anyway so i was there for like six months So, the most irrational decision you could have ever made, like, I think most of my friends didn't really understand why I did that. And so, like, that was always kind of hard to, like, explain to people. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people also then think, like, probably the same in your case, what's wrong with Munich? What's wrong with Germany that you have to leave? The point is, there's nothing wrong with this place. It's just the other place makes me even happier. So, like, why would I choose to be in a place that makes me a little less happy if I know that this is... This is where I want to be. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And if you can make it happen. Yeah. No, for sure. For yeah, sure. I, can,
1: I can relate to a lot of things that you said, even yeah. though I think like my case, my story is definitely not as extreme and I, I didn't have as much like ambition as you did or like I didn't have this like big goal. I'm always a little bit more like living in the moment, like see what mm-hmm, happens mm-hmm. next. But like obviously with your goals and your dreams, you kind of had to be that. Yeah. You had to do that. So yeah, let's talk a little bit more about football because, mm-hmm. n- I mean, I- You have two I,
2: football players at the table too. <laughs> I mean, I didn't Ooh. play in high school. You but. did.
1: But you're not a huge sports no. person. No, And neither, like I'm not even not a huge sports person I'm not a sports person at all I don't know anything <laughs> about soccer football nothing I don't follow yeah. any sports so like you can really give us this perspective that yeah. maybe a lot of our viewers and listeners are very interested in um, so I guess my first question is like what is the biggest difference in like the sports cultures Ooh. in Germany versus the US and uh-huh. I guess you know like mostly the the football cultures obviously but you said you also played soccer mm-hmm. in Germany so
0: it's um, in the US uh, there's a lot of negative attachment to that word, but it's more of a cult. Yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, it's a way of life. <laughs> it's a way of life. Thank you. It's an identity. <laughs> While in Germany, it's a sport. More mm-hmm. like people care. Like FC Bayern. So you're not care. only you're
1: not only talking about American football. Now you're talking about all, all sports. In general,
0: yeah. I'm comparing just right. like how sport is viewed in general. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, especially football is just an identity. Football, yes. basketball. Those are crazy in the US.
1: And not even just as a player, but as a fan too. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. Like you live for that
2: team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, in That's ge- interesting that you say that though, because I thought that like German like soccer fans are like crazy.
0: And I was gonna go <laughs> I was gonna transition out, and there is that. Okay. And, like, for example, like you put uh I don't know, Dortmund by on yeah. <laughs> so uh, you put two of these fans into the same room, uh, like even on the Oktoberfest like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> BFOB. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's they can get crazy. So there's people called the Ultras, for example. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they're insane. Like you get uh, people just with the pyro. Yeah, like the whole hooligan thing. Yeah, exactly. That's
1: a thing that doesn't even exist really in the U.S. No right? it's hooligans. Just no.
2: Yeah. I don't think so. No, I mean obviously, like there are rivalries between, like for example, and I don't don't think the rivalry has been too great lately between the Bengals and the Steelers. Yeah. So people get really excited about it and like, um yeah. oh, this is my team. Yeah. But yeah. There's nothing like yeah. the whole, like soccer hooligans yeah. that like will. Cause issues yeah. in the city. Yeah.
1: I feel like this might have to do with Germans, like being very serious about things, and then like, once they do get really into yeah. that fandom, <laughs> they're, they're like, I oh. wow, actually like, I actually hate this person yeah. <laughs> because they're a B4B fan, yeah, yeah, Something like that.
0: All this <laughs> channeled anger.
1: Oh, and by the way, what we said about the Oktoberfest, I just realized that most people are not going to understand that. Uh, so at the Munich Oktoberfest, like. Sometimes people just start like singing or sh- shouting something in the beer Chance, tent, like everyone's yeah. together, mm-hmm. and um, one of those chants is like <laughs> BVB, and then, like, basically, like,
3: Bastards, uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Insults, <laughs> and everyone will yeah. sing
1: that yeah. um, together. And that's like a very common thing in Munich because basically, everyone who hates, lives in Munich hates, hates BVB, uh, it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the soccer team from Dortmund. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So, I mean, at the end of the day, sports fans are similar, but mm-hmm. different. But <laughs> different. I guess,
1: like, it's more common in the U.S. then to be, like, to identify yourself as a sports yeah. fan then. Mm-hmm. Like, in Germany, so. it's just a, really just a few people.
2: Yeah. And I know a lot of people, at least in my experience in the U.S., um, are interested in a lot of sports. Yeah. Like, they'll follow mm-hmm. basketball, yeah. they'll follow baseball, they'll follow football. And. How is that here in Germany? Would you guys say? Do you think people tend to be like I'm a soccer fan, and that's what I follow? I
0: feel like it's the epicenter is soccer, for yeah, just sure, yeah. so where everything revolves around, and that's also something that kind of annoyed me because there's just zero diversity. Yeah, you know, in football. One thing I liked is, no matter your body type, no matter like what your strengths are as a player, like there is most likely going to be a position that fits mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And in soccer, it's just like if you don't have endurance, like, well, yeah. Yeah. You don't play soccer. <laughs> true, true. And yeah. um, there's some other sports that are... Like football, for example, is like really up and coming here in Germany, yeah. which is I great. I think that's just awesome. Yeah, yeah they maybe. started
1: doing the like, uh, Pro run NFL yeah. A- thing, I think about four years ago, five years ago, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, and so they started... Um, Oh, what's the word? A broadcasting yeah. NFL games and I think even some college college football games, games yeah. there too. Yeah. Wow. On, on UC's the game
0: was uh, broadcast last year here. Mm-hmm. In really? Yeah, yeah, I
1: know because like yeah. um, another German who who attends yeah. UC, Lorenz Metz. He's yeah. a he's a, a football player at mm-hmm. the University of Cincinnati from yep. Germany, and I think he said that all of his friends were watching it. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, sure. I
0: mean, he's also from Bavaria. <laughs> he could have joined us if he's here <laughs> too. <It's true. laughs> <laughs> but they played against Georgia yesterday. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, where were we? We were talking about of sports fans and yeah
1: um, like other other sports that i think germans watch there's definitely a, a few things like some germans watch like you know handball i, I was gonna, say, was say, gonna hand, say
0: handball handball is
2: not a thing in the u.s no that's
1: like a thing here for sure like a lot of germans i'm not sure if this is like a bavarian thing but a lot of people here follow winter sports yeah mm-hmm. a lot like you ski. know ski and like jumping jump. racing, jump. and, mm-hmm, those kind of things yeah. yes,
2: gonna... i feel like at least in the midwest that's not really as much of a thing probably yeah. out like in in Colorado in the mountains then you can get or uh, probably in West Virginia But even too.
0: there I feel like it's just football basketball that dominates. Yeah.
2: And oh,
1: definitely yeah. Oh, and baseball. hockey. Baseball, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. baseball. Which also we don't have baseball in Germany really.
0: Yeah. I don't even. A little know.
1: bit. Is there like a league too? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah. I, really? I went to
0: a couple of practices because I played for a little bit when I was in the U.S. and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I suck at it. Like I'm really bad. <laughs> Only thing I can do is throw hard, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun. I love playing baseball. It's a lot of fun. And so uh, the Ha the the ha- disciples are a team that's right outside of where like right where I live, oh, and really? they're actually really good. They have okay. a Bundesliga too for um, so they have like a german League, League. Yeah. yeah um as well for baseball, and it's not as popular as football though yeah, which mm-hmm. I understand because it's a little bit more a lot of people watch football because it's violent and people <laughs> like like you know it started with the gladiators in Rome people just love seeing other people yeah. bash, each other mm-hmm. bash each other's heads in
2: that's not baseball <laughs> no uh, it's always funny though cuz when people come to cincinnati like what do you what do you do with them what are touristy things that you can do in cincinnati reds. yeah the reds <laughs> the cincinnati reds i think were the first professional baseball yep. team Yeah. Mm-hmm. so like that's a thing you bring people to a reds game Yeah. and the europeans that i've brought there it's like after like 3 innings they're, they're like, like this uh, is really boring
1: <laughs> i mean like i'm not a sports fan anyways yeah. but i think i've been to like two or three reds games mm-hmm. and i don't i don't remember any Thing. I mean, I feel there, like it's,
2: it's more the socializing. That's component. exactly what I was gonna say. You sit around, you have some beer, Beers. you yeah. eat some peanuts, and yeah. and you watch the game. Yeah. Like, it's just Chat something that's friends. on in the background.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Like I was also like, surprised watching by Netflix that, Slovene like being
0: on your phone, yeah. Yeah. like going
1: to the stadium there, like versus going, like okay, I've actually never been to a Bundesliga game myself, really? <laughs> in Germany, but like I just know that like once you go, you like you sit in your seat, you don't get up all the time and like walk around, but like you have the seventh
2: inning stretch, like at, at, you at a
1: Reds game or like even a hockey game in Cincinnati like people just like get up and like get some more food even though the game's still going on like yeah. it's not like you have to sit there and be focused for yeah. the entire game yeah whereas that's not how people consume or watch soccer
2: no. <laughs> oh for sure yeah, yeah. so I've, I've now learned not to take europeans there like, necessarily <laughs> unless they really want to go mm-hmm. like that's an option but i know that they'll probably be bored yeah
1: what about like Bengals games Did oh no i, I feel more? like
0: though like i've been to a couple of Bengals games and i mean i'm a football nut yeah. so um way I'm um, not so much anymore as I used to be but uh I was just like oh my goodness like just focus yeah. <laughs> and uh because for me it's also for somebody who knows the sport very well just right. like baseball yeah. like you're going to see like you're going to be amazed by you know, like for example, if you know baseball, you're like, oh, dude, the way he just threw that knuckleball—absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. elegant, brilliant, amazing." <laughs> well, another person is just like, "Bro, what? He just like threw a ball. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, it's yeah. not that you exciting." You can't appreciate it. it <laughs> What's, ball? Like, like, What's like, a ball? Husband, <laughs> <girl>? <laughs> and that's the same with every sport. I feel about it. football. It's also just a component of people. Football and hockey just bashing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been also to a couple of uh, Cincinnati, the minor league mm-hmm. hockey games, which is super dope the US Bank Arena. And when end, there's just a, a fight that erupts, it's
2: just yeah.
1: like,
2: yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is interesting though, what cultures like latch on different sports, you know? hmm
1: mm-hmm. I mean, like the hockey, they also have like the $1 beer Wednesdays or something like that. And I think oh, yeah. that, yes. do you know about that? Yes, that I think I also tells that. like a lot about the people Kleintel. who go there. Yeah, the <laughs> clientele. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I've been to those a lot. <laughs> oh, man. It's a great deal, you know? <laughs> so,
1: um, yeah, with you like playing football in both countries, you've already like said a little bit like there's only a semi professional league, mm-hmm. only quote unquote, in Germany, which I think is already like a pretty big thing considering that american football is not a traditional german Mm -hmm. sport at At all all. i personally have no clue when when they started like playing football in in germany to begin with but um, i would assume teams
0: were like 50 years old yeah so
1: pretty pretty recent everything Mm -hmm. so i guess um how um, does your experience differ between like playing football in germany versus Mm -hmm. in the u.s
0: um the identity component that i already talked about Mm -hmm. and Just a way of life in uh, the United States because your team is always integrated into your academic pursuits, usually. Mm -hmm. And that makes it easier because, like, what do you do as somebody who's in high school or in college? Like, you go to school and you play sports, and that's Mm -hmm. really two of the things, and you can merge those. Yeah, and you said you had
1: practice in high school every single day, right? Every single day. That's (laughs) insane. they
2: They have practice pretty much every day, and just like you were saying, too. Like it's a high school sport, so you have to have good grades to be able to play. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you have to It's, it's way more it's a, interwoven. It, it, yes, yeah. it's very intertwined and like you have to stay eligible to play. Yeah. So yeah. if if your academics are, are suffering then mm-hmm. you're no longer eligible play. Eligible. Edu- oh, <laughs> As we
1: said, this is not a good English day you for are us. No, no
2: longer eligible to play, and then like your team will step in and try to help
0: you yeah. so you can get back to play. Oh really? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. How, uh, how do they help you?
0: Just support tutoring. you. Okay. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, tutoring. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Crazy. We had that happen to one of our um, starting players who just had horrible grades, and the other one was like, "Dude, like we're sitting down because we need you on Friday." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But wow. Yeah, That's great. That's a
1: great support system. Yeah. Yeah, Like a family almost. It
0: really is. Yeah.
1: Did you guys like play on the weekends then? Uh,
0: So uh, Friday nights are the Mm -hmm. varsity and then JV plays Saturday morning. Okay. So basically
1: your entire life 24-7 almost was football in high school, but like high school was football. So Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, exactly. And then in your free time, like after on Saturday, after the game, uh, you stretch. You do things that are good for your body. You Mm -hmm. do, like, all these things that it all always... It's like a cycle. It Mm -hmm. revolves around. And then that's the season. And in the season, you don't have a lot of weight training because you need to focus on preparing for your week... For this week's opponent. Mm -hmm. Um, So you got to run through plays, do install certain, I don't know, concepts and all that stuff. And, uh, then as soon as the off season starts, it's just switch and it's the same effort, but gone into the weight room and oh, into wow. preparation. It's an eternal cycle, really. Yeah. So
1: yeah. when did you get home every day after high school? Like
0: uh, in, the in the United during, States. during high
1: school. Yeah. Like each day, when did you get, um, get
0: home? It wasn't too bad. So we had school from 8am till I think it was 2pm mm. and then practice from 2pm to like 5pm ish. And then we got home and like. Five or six ish. Okay,
1: and then you still have uh, homework to do.
0: Yeah. What's crazy too, and I just was thinking about this
2: while you were talking about just how like football can take up an entire year. There are students who do they so uh, th- something that takes place in U.S. high schools are like award ceremonies for mm-hmm. sports. Mm-hmm. So every like all of the sports teams will come to the high school and like parents and everything, and then awards for the season or for the year are handed out. So mm-hmm. like you have a fall award season, a spring award season, and there's. Like an award of triple threat. And the triple threat award is someone who plays football, basketball, and baseball all in the same year.
1: How? So-
0: Fall, winter, and spring
2: sports. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. Wow.
1: Well,
0: so I did. So it, I did football in fall and wrestled in the winter. Yeah. But then I was like that's in the crazy. spring, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna enjoy my time. Like, <laughs> okay. Because... So
1: you didn't have practice in the spring then, or what?
0: Uh, no. Because okay, I mean, okay, I yeah. still went to lifting uh, with the football team. Yeah. Again. yeah like right after wrestling season, season yeah, ended, uh-huh. I went to lifting again okay. with the football team because I was like, I want but to. But besides
1: that, it's not like this everyday practice. It's just like lifting every now and then. Or oh, how can I? We had so
0: I still actually fun fact I still have the same workout regimen, like, the same split that I have that they taught me back in high school. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then optional on Wednesday with conditioning.
1: Okay, so it's pretty much still everything. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and you just for those of you who aren't
2: American, like, aren't familiar with this, like, this sounds like a full-time job, like, yeah, like a professional... A professional no, schedule. No, like when you said it
1: wasn't too bad, like getting home at 5 p.m. every single day and then still having homework to do and yeah. like yeah. being a teenager and actually kind of like maybe wanting to enjoy your life. And like <laughs> but like just also hang you out. enjoy
0: your life with the people on the yeah. Team. Yeah, but it, you know, like yeah. what other
1: teenagers do, like just, you know, play PlayStation Netflix. Yeah. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> hang
1: out. And what American teenagers do, like hang out at some parking lot and
0: <laughs> <laughs> go, go to McDonald's.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you, you didn't really get to do any of that then?
0: Uh, I, I did, but it was mostly on weekends and stuff. It yeah.
1: wasn't. So
0: it was, it, the weekends were like my time, and it was okay. I loved it that way. Like yeah. I was, I knew it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm uh, not
1: saying that like yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't for you. I'm just saying like for a normal like German yeah. growing like who grew yeah. someone who grew up in Germany. This sounds pretty insane. This yeah. sounds pretty extreme. Yeah,
0: it's um, and this wasn't even. I mean, wrestling was even crazier because oh, really? our practices were way longer. Oh, wow. We had to do weight cutting and all that stuff, and then yeah. we'd have to get up at five a.m. in the morning for. Our tournaments on the weekend but like i think wow. you also have to
2: understand like it's not just like just sports this is oftentimes with most extracurricular x ex- oh my gosh English. <laughs> extracurricular activities like i was in marching band after yeah. i quit football nerd after, <laughs> yeah i quit football what do you mean and, nerd? Started doing marching band. and we had practice at least three days a week uh-huh. and then like we would have like mm-hmm. sectionals twice a week after this is all after school stuff yeah. and then we would have our f- yep. the Friday night football game where we would play and then yep. oftentimes we would have a sat- yep. yeah. Saturday morning competition and if there wasn't a competition that week we would have a Saturday morning yeah. practice. It's pretty well planned so, through. So, <laughs> I mean, the, we, we go intense when it comes yeah. to these type of things. Oh, Which absolutely. I,
1: I'm very jealous of, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wish I had had that experience because, like, here most people don't do that and then if you do do something like that, like, mm-hmm. if you decide to, like, be very extreme about your sport or, like, your, your hobby or something like that, yeah. then you're the weird one and, then, yeah. like, you yeah. don't fit in but if yeah. everyone does it, and I experienced
0: that. Yeah. 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 So like but exactly. if everyone
1: um, does the same thing and like especially then with like marching band and football and cheerleaders they're all involved in the same games. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. they're all going to be there on the weekend. It's a
2: huge social there's, there's a huge social yeah. component. To and it.
1: there's like a, a huge bond then anyways yeah. Like yeah. with the su- school spirit anyways but especially if you're involved in it mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. I, I kind of wish I had experienced that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Pretty it would have me. But I think it also anyway.
2: makes the transition then out of that type of For life sure a little more difficult. Oh, it is. Because you Germany, don't have the given yeah. social life that comes yeah. through Yeah, in Germany you in can
1: keep your, you particular. can stay a yep. part of your club if you want to. Yeah. Like, a lot of people that I know now that like graduated dad high was school. played until
0: he was like 50. Same, yeah. same, yeah. like a lot
1: of, I mean, I, I didn't, but like <laughs> a lot of those people that I know from high school, they just like kept playing in the same soccer yeah. club and they still do it now. And like, they're probably gonna do it until, yeah, as, like just like your dad, until yeah. they're, yeah. They can't anymore, probably. Yeah. And even then, they're probably going to still attend the game, still mm-hmm. be like a coach or something like that. So um, at least that's like a component that in Germany you can keep after you graduate mm-hmm. high school. But at the same time, of course, it's never going to be as extreme and as yeah. intense yeah. as in the US.
2: Yep. Yeah, That's just interesting. I have never thought of like really those specific differences because, like mm-hmm. I said, I'm not a huge sports person and yeah. we haven't really interviewed anyone. Well, Niklas is involved involved in sports, but hasn't been quite as... I mean, you went to high school and played high school right. football, so... And college um,
1: football, almost. Yeah, yeah. True.
2: true. For one and a half weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. so I guess it's...
1: that's that's how it is in the US. Sorry, what were you going to say? No,
0: I, I was just going to say yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so that's how it is in the US. Then how, how is it in Germany compared to that? How many times a week did you have practice? Yeah. Was it as intense?
0: So we only had practice... Oh, God. Was, so in the GFL, we had practice two times a week, even throughout the season, because it was just oh. impossible for... Because people were in there that were, like, 30 or mm-hmm. 27 mm-hmm. or even older. And they have jobs and families. Yeah. So mm-hmm. impossible. Yeah, but so we,
1: obviously people don't do it professionally except exactly. for those, those imports. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And um, so what we did is we would have only two practices, because it's also... You can't expect somebody unpaid to travel to from munich to ingolstadt or from yeah. nuremberg to ingolstadt every single day of the yeah. week yeah um impossible so what we commitment. did is we had two practices but they were four hours long i think mm-hmm. or three or four hours long um and we would also we had a facebook group where we would have to we had virtual lifting competitions okay. so oh, wow. <laughs> because we weren't able to all meet yeah it was just all like challenge for the week is X Y Z, and cool. we would post that. That was mostly before the season, though. That sounds
1: all, like kind of progressive for back in the day. Like for, I was gonna that's say, it prepared
0: for... them for coronavirus. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. But this year this sounds like a normal, like yeah. you no know, thing. I
0: mean, that um, was only two years ago, <laughs> like two and a half years ago. Oh, so, okay. Yeah.
1: Okay, because we're young GFL, stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, right.
0: Yeah. But it was uh, it was pretty different it was just people in there I, I did not have a very good connections with a lot of the players there mm-hmm. some yes but it was also because they're just like i was i think the youngest with wow. yeah. another person so they're all like 27 mm-hmm. and i was at that point 19 mm-hmm. and that's already like a that's
1: a pretty big age gap yeah, yeah. <laughs> to I'd like say. connect over things yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah and they all like all they were like had full-time jobs or yeah. starting to have families or right. talk about their wives and kids and i was like high school huh? <laughs> be <Hobby tour. laughs> yeah. and um, it was still it was I mean it, it was the best it was very professional coaching it was very and that's what I was there for so
2: were most of the coaches American? no okay they were actually
0: not um, there is some really really talented Amer- uh, German coaches okay. in the football yeah, community cool. here and uh, like some really really good ones there is American coaches here um, that live in Germany that like found a wife here, or something yeah. like that, that just decided to stay. But uh, all German, yeah. yeah. And th- so the imports, fun fact, they, t- they, they take sort of a hybrid role. Mm-hmm. And there's only a, there's a cap on imports that yeah. you can have in the GFL because it'd be unfair if a rich team just buys like 22 ex NFL players mm-hmm. and puts them on. And, nah. um, and the imports, a lot of times, take a hybrid coaching, hybrid player role. Makes sense. <clears throat> Because okay, I have the experience of playing in college, yeah, and uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and yeah, I, cool. I was lucky enough to have an import on my position, so it was really, really who played for who made it to the Steelers mini camp. Wow. so mm-hmm. like that's huge. I was pretty cool. privileged to have that type of coaching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: but so overall, like the experience playing football in Germany, from what I hear, what what you're what you're telling, was very different. Then very
0: different. It's just it feels it feels like more of a chore even okay. than it does in the U.S. because in the U.S. I'd always look forward to practice because all my friends are yeah. there and it's just a very family, almost event. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's, uh, but in Germany, it almost feels like, nah.
2: It sounds like <laughs> it's just more like a club or a hobby yeah. that do as opposed to in the U.S. when mm-hmm. it can be more of a quote-unquote way of life. Yeah. Exactly. So
1: were there people watching the games in yeah. Germany? Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um... In fact, my dad went to I think every single one of my games, and uh, we played in pretty big stadiums too. Okay. So like there so were I like didn't
1: really know if there was like a huge audience. Yeah, thousands okay.
0: of people. Okay. And I don't know if you know the Dante Stadion. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Where is that?
1: that's in that's a Munich. That's yeah, okay. the,
0: the Munich Cowboys play there. Mm-hmm. So okay. I played there a couple of times from like a whole crowd. Like it was packed. Really. And I remember cool. my first game. So I was um, I was a long snapper mm-hmm. too. And just for the people who don't know what that is, there's something called a kick and a punt. And when that happens, there's a dude who has a ball who needs to snap it. Like, in the usual... Snapping is like throwing through
2: your legs, we'll say. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, it's like... uh, You're, like, down on all fours, and you throw the ball
0: through your legs back Mm -hmm. to someone who has to catch it. Bam. Exactly. And, like, usually... So, the centaur... uh, The centaur. The centaur. (laughs) Uh, The center in the offense is a, like, big guy, offensive lineman who snaps it to the quarterback. It's just, like, a couple yards away. But, like, the long snappers need to bridge like about 14 yards for the punt. And it really depends on what formation you play. And about like five yards for the kick. You need to bridge that with a precise snap. Mm-hmm. So that was my position. It's a lot of pressure because mm-hmm. if you fuck up and the ball goes above its head, it's either a safety or in worst case, even a touchdown for the opposing team. Okay. And that was my first time I ever played in the GFL and it was punt. And I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> the stadium was packed. We were playing in Stuttgart uh, against the Stuttgart Scorpions it was crazy. Like ranks over ranks over ranks. Mm -hmm. It was a big stadium. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like it could even be like an, almost like a minor Bundesliga Mm -hmm. soccer game. But, Mm -hmm. uh, I walked out there and in my mind, I was like, dude, if I fuck up right now, like this (laughs) is insane. And there's all this pressure because like, if you play like as a linebacker, there's not really like too much of a way for me to fuck up, like Mm -hmm. really bad. (laughs)
2: Like,
0: yes, there is, but not in a way of a long step where everything like, if you do it right, nobody cares. But if you do it wrong, everybody hates yeah, you. Uh-huh. It's and, one of those really like high-pressure positions because yeah. it doesn't come yeah. to the forefront very often. Okay. Yeah, It's kind of like, imagine being a pitcher in the last pitch of the World Series and yeah. you need to strike... Uh, the dude out damn it's just a precise so how did it go it went well the first time (laughs) I I messed up a couple of times later in the season which was really bad because I was just my nerves were just like and there was this really bad game where we were just losing and I had to be like we punted nine times and I messed up twice and that was enough for them to get a touchdown and a safety out of it and my coach was livid (laughs) so now all of you listeners who have
2: no clue about football you're gonna have to sit down and look up all of these terms. what's a a touchdown what's a safety what's a long yeah, see, even, see, even
1: I know what a touchdown is, so I think most people know at least that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's just bad
0: if it happens.
2: Like, <laughs> the question is, <laughs> do you know how many points a touchdown is worth?
1: I used to. like I Okay, so every time I watch a football <laughs> game, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, isn't it like three, and then if you get a field goal, you get four. Am I totally off? You're. You I mean, a,
2: the concept is right. Okay, but, yeah. you get
1: s- point, points, and then if you get a field goal, you get an extra point. <laughs> yeah.
2: So a uh, standard is touchdown is worth six points. Oh, yeah. six, okay. And then if you kick the ball, have, if you get, get a seven. field goal, then it's an, an additional point. And yeah. you can also do a... Uh, what's called a
0: PAT, a point after touchdown. Thank you, yeah. Two-point conversion.
2: Two-point conversion is what I was looking yeah. for, where you don't kick and you actually try to run the ball back into, or throw the ball into the the... the End zone. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: and you can get two points. Yeah. See, one.
1: the thing is, you're not the first person who's explained that to me. Yeah. I've, like, I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. But every field time goal I is watch. Every
0: time I watch. So, like, if you just kick it, so if you're on a fourth attempt and you haven't scored a touchdown, you can kick it from anywhere in the field yeah. and then make three points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's yeah. a. So,
1: the the thing what I was describing isn't actually called a field goal.
0: It's uh, well, it's called oh, a touchstroke. Extra- a point after touchdown <laughs> okay. is the technical yeah, yeah. terminology. But,
1: mm. See, like, for a person like me, I've watched, like, a lot of um, college football games yeah. actually, mainly just because of, like, just for the experience yeah. and because the UC football games or um, like, I think all college football games are free for the students who attend mm-hmm. the university. And so, um, yeah, I've actually mm-hmm. watched quite a lot of football games, but it's not like I ever pay attention to the yeah. actual game. It's such, but I it's do a know the experience. rules. Every time I'm there, I, like, I do know the rules somewhere, yeah. but even knowing the rules, like, I can't really follow what's Happening on the on the yeah. field, it's hard. So it's very strategic um, then I forget game. the rules again because I have yeah. s- literally zero interest in what's yeah. what's going on there. <laughs> so. I think people
2: have to also imagine like the it, it just gets really crazy. Like you see, for example, like they'll have someone who parachutes down onto the field oh, with, yep. with, the a, with an American flag. flag. Yep. Yep. And like in my high school, I went to a school where the mascot was the knights, and for a while we had. Like, like a knight who rides a horse. Mm-hmm. We had someone who would come on a horse in yeah. a knight suit and ride across the field with oh, a cool. flag.
0: And La East would have fog machines and like and like a yeah, whole yeah, like uh-huh. hawk. We were a Thunderhawk, so we had like a hawk. Then yeah. um, we would come out of like the tunnel with like yeah. fog and everything. Yeah, that's
1: crazy. And like, of course, like the whole experience, just like people yeah. probably know it from the movies, like there's like a halftime mm-hmm. show or whatever, like there's games it's going games on. Yeah. There's yeah. lots of entertainment. Yeah. yeah. And so, even just for just for college, college games, it's yeah. like a whole experience that yeah. even someone like me, who is not a sports fan at all—not even a soccer fan—I would go there just because it's fun to go yeah, the so, to be there. Is fun. Yeah.
2: Well, cool. Do we have anything else to add to the sports section? No, I, th- I
1: think we've we've been going for yeah. a while. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, just kind of in conclusion, we we're just really appreciative that you've taken the time to come and talk to us, Stanja. Yeah, it's I guess been really a, fun. Is
1: there anything else that yeah. you wanted to add, like to, just to like share with the viewers, listeners? About culture mm. differences, football, high school, college, whatever it is.
0: <laughs> Anything? Um, let, let me end it with like a nice uh, little... Because it's hard with COVID right now, if you're mm-hmm. in a situation where you need to adjust to something or you're trying to find what you're passionate about, just with COVID, it's it's going to pass. It seems like it won't right now. <laughs> yeah. It certainly doesn't, but... Um, yeah just keep your head up and be proactive. That's one of the main things that I loved about our conversation today, is that we were just talking about how important it is to be proactive mm-hmm. for sure in Definitely. these
1: situations. Yeah, we've, we've all been in that situation. Yep. Like, you are gonna be in it now, again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I'm constantly in it in Cincinnati too, yeah. because people, mm-hmm. like, they graduate college, they move away, they're, there's a lot of moving in, in the U.S. in mm-hmm. general compared to Germany. So, like, there's always friends that, I'm, that I lose, quote yeah. unquote, because nope. they're moving away. So I always have to make new friends, get involved in new things. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, that's something that we've all experienced. We know that it's, we all know that it's a struggle too. And it's hard sometimes, but it'll, it'll pay off.
2: Definitely. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe if like any of our viewers or listeners have any questions, I think like for the listeners, maybe it would be easiest if you go to YouTube and leave us a comment. But if you have any questions, if you have any questions for Daniel, maybe we can have him back in the future. That's yes. what we've said about all of our guests yes. so far, and then maybe we can ask. Maybe you we can those have questions. one in the
0: U.S. just to uh, <laughs> well, like it, a... it would
1: be you and I in the U.S., and then Josh or we just you. plan <laughs> it when
2: yeah, or we just plan it when I'm visiting True, home. True, when that you're we visiting, do like that. Yeah, awesome for sure. Yeah,
1: so if you want to reach us, where can they reach us? Josh? Yeah, we have a
2: few different channels where you guys can reach out to us, which I think most of you, if you've been listening, know. You know, but <laughs> we have a email set up, so if you guys want to send us an email with a question or comment or any feedback, um, we we're, we're happy to receive that. It's understanding train station. At gmail.com. In addition to that, we also have another place where you can reach out to us. It's called Instagram. Ooh, have you
1: heard of
2: it? <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Understanding Train Station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who is she? Understanding Train Station is what yeah, it is. Yeah,
1: you can comment there. You can watch our stories that we post sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you can message us there. Mm-hmm. Then you can also um, find us on Patreon if you want to support us too. You can both message us there, see our posts there, and support us. It's slash Understanding Train Station. We really appreciate it. Yes, very and much. Then you can also um, support us on buymeacoffee.com slash UTS podcast. Now
2: that I'm in Germany, I'm going to have to start using that money for some good German beer instead yes, of
1: coffee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you'll be able to like enjoy a beer at yes. a bar or a restaurant anytime soon. I just okay. murdered
0: a Weissbier cool. yesterday. So. You murdered it? <laughs> <laughs> drink your, it. What's your
1: favorite Weissbier? Uh,
0: Franziskana by far. Ah, okay. no, I think
1: Franziskana and favorite. Erdinger are like the, yeah. the most popular, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, Paulana.
0: Paulana too. too yeah,
1: I don't really drink uh, Weissbier. So. My, no, my
2: roommates
0: my now would love
2: what is it, Schneiderweise?
1: Yeah, Schneiderweiss is yeah. pretty... Yeah. pretty I'm,
2: not, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Yeah, but they didn't like when I said that.
1: <laughs> All right, well thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Also, of course, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel yes. and um, leave us a review um, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you can also, of course, like follow or subscribe or whatever it's called on Apple Podcasts yeah, and Spotify. I think you can also do that <laughs>
2: on Spotify, yeah. Yeah. So, well, thanks for listening this week and we look forward to talking to you next week. Yep, See every you next Thursday. Tschüss. <laughs> Ciao.
1: You <laughs> want